with us, John Morris Show on this Wednesday, brought to you in part by Alliance Bank. Find Alliance Bank with their several locations in Waco, new location in Temple, and let them help you and your business succeed. Back with us, NBA Draft comes up tomorrow night. Look forward to that, especially as it uh, pertains to uh, Baylor's uh, products and the Big 12. And to talk about all of that, we welcome in Matt Norlander, CBS uh, Sports Interactive. Matt, I know you're busy day before the draft. We really appreciate your time this afternoon. No problem, fellas. How are we doing? Very good. Very good. Thanks. And uh, how about the Baylor guys? How about Jeremy Sohan? I see your mock draft that you uh, just put out uh, yesterday or maybe Monday. And you've got Jeremy Sohan really high, a lottery pick, uh, the 11th pick overall in the first round. Uh, what, what do you think about his uh, prospects? Yeah, listen, Jeremy Sohan, uh, you know, it's, it's from a national NBA perspective. I know, listen, your your local listeners are, are very familiar with the player he was and what he grew into. Uh, he has maintained a pretty good reputation throughout the entire past three months. And it's hard for me to see him dropping below probably 12 Oklahoma City. And he could be taken... I mean, it's not unthinkable he could be taken as high as maybe seven to Portland. Um, just, you know, it, it, defensively, he is so uh, rubbery and, and has such maneuver to him that uh, who he is, how he plays, has impressed so many teams, which is, in, which is impressive on its own when you consider – he was not a stat monster in college, obviously, but he has so many attributes and tools that are valued at the NBA level with his length, his lateral quickness. He's got very intelligent feet. He seems to have a battery that never expires. Uh, he, is a, he is an adept passer. Uh, the shot does need a little bit of work, but overall it's going to be going to be a great night for him on Thursday and another really good night for Scott Drew and Baylor as they, you know, for the second consecutive year, uh, put someone into the NBA as a high draft pick. Yeah, that's going to be fun to watch. Explain to our listeners, uh, you know this better than any of us, but they may look at, at Jeremy's stats from this past year and Kendall Brown the same way and say, you know, is this guy ready for the NBA? And uh, how would you answer that? It's not necessarily just about the production, although I do sometimes think that player production can uh, not be as much of a factor as maybe it should be, but it's it's really not about that. I mean, Sohan is 6'9", a strong 230 pounds, has one of the best wingspans in the class, and with the way the NBA is continuing to move toward a positionless game and players having the defensive capability of literally being able to take an assignment on a given possession where you might be switched from guarding a point guard to a power forward. And if you can go from one to the next without any kind of drop-off, that has immense value. And so because Sohan passes the background checks, because he's not lost on offense and because he registers as a top five defender in this draft, that's why his production doesn't necessarily mean as much with Kendall Brown. He is an Kendall Brown was the player from October until mid January that had the lottery buzz with Baylor. His, 
his value has dropped. He is not going to go in the lottery, and there's a chance that he does not go in the first round. He is unquestionably, you know, like a top five to seven athlete in this draft. I don't think that's uh, deniable. And because the feedback I've gotten from him was he just had too much of a rough go of it in Big 12 play and beyond, and there was just too much inconsistency. Uh, some NBA evaluators feel as though Kendall has a lot more room to grow in terms of being a guy that uh, can consistently play uh, with fewer mistakes and not get as not get as lost uh, in some aspects as he was. He did. I was told he worked out for I think 14 teams. What's interesting about Kendall Brown is I don't know where he will get drafted. I don't have a sense on a team that favors him versus teams that don't. Uh, to me, his range feels anywhere from 24 to 40, but he did, in the span of less than a month, he worked out for 14 teams. He put himself in as good of a position as he possibly could. He will get drafted. Baylor will have two picks, but his play is a reminder that, you know, just because you can get to a college campus as a heralded five-star recruit, start your season off well, it doesn't really guarantee you anything. Kendall Brown will certainly uh, be plenty motivated and hungry to prove a lot of teams wrong, but I would be surprised if he's taken in the top 25 on Thursday night. Interesting. Matt Norlander, our guest, CBS Sports Interactive, talking about uh, the Baylor prospects, Big 12 prospects in the NBA draft tomorrow night. Uh, tell me this, Matt, with these guys, these two as young as they are, uh, Kendall and Jeremy, are there any particular or, or what's the best scenario out there? M maybe a particular team or maybe just a, a makeup of a team that would be best suited for them being as young as they are? Well, their youth will actually benefit them well, and it's why also they will be drafted um, because, uh, you know, the, the better you seem to be at the younger age you have, then the more room you are seen to grow. Sometimes I think that also gets overstated there. Um, who's to really say? Sohan, there is no, in my opinion, there's no team that's beneficial over another. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's start with, seven at Portland you could make the argument that because he is not uh, an offensive playmaker that maybe that wouldn't be a great fit for a team with that's trying to put as much around Damian Lillard as possible there's still speculation that Portland might move that pick uh, defensively he would really fill out New Orleans at eight in a way that could give them you know if, if Zion Williamson is going to return and be a top 20 player in the NBA if that happens and you were to add Sohan to the mix. New Orleans, without question, has the capability to become one of the better defensive groups um, in the entire sport. San Antonio, which is where my colleague Kyle Boone has Sohan projected right now, that clearly makes a, a very nice fit uh, because San Antonio has three first-round picks. There's speculation ongoing as to whether or not they will trade out of any of those spots. Washington is at 10. Um, he's not the kind of player that I think the Wizards would desire in that spot. In fact, I think Washington is prone to try and trade out of that as well there. Um, and then if he went to the Knicks, they could really use a player like him at 11. I mean, he's he offers enough there that if 
the Knicks don't seek to get a Ty Ty Washington in that spot or trade up and try and, you know, get into the four or five spot to get Jaden Ivey. Jeremy Sohan is just a guy that can make the fabric of that team a little bit tighter and certainly, uh, you know, one to keep an eye on there. Kendall Brown, he's more, I think, fit dependent. I think that's, I think that's fair. Um, a few teams that I think have, you know, that could be uh, potentially good fits for how he plays and also what the team could use. Milwaukee comes to mind. Um, maybe Houston, maybe the Rockets. Uh, I don't know if Golden State – Golden State has the 28th pick. There's actually a lot of noise that they might trade down and out of that. But if they didn't, uh, Kendall Brown could be just another – he could be a very good developmental piece for that kind of franchise there. It would make a lot of sense uh, to me. And then if he goes in the second round, right now Toronto has the 33rd pick. I, I kind of suspect they wouldn't go that direction, but I actually think he would be a good fit on that roster It'll be intriguing to see who takes him because the one thing that's undeniable is wherever Kendall gets taken, he will be seen as a project pick, a lot of upside, a lot of potential, but will not be asked nor expected to be a player of actual real consequence in his rookie year. Wow, really good information. Thanks, Matt, for that. If it's not uh, Jeremy Sohan as the first player taken from the Big 12, uh, who would it be? Would it be Ochai Baji maybe from Kansas? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I guess, I guess so. Cause if you look at the order, I'll just roll it down, you know, for your listeners as a reminder, just generally speaking, Jamari Smith, SEC, Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga. You got Paulo Bancaro out of the ACC and Duke. Jade Nivey played in the big 10 at Purdue. Keegan Murray, another big 10 guy out of Iowa. Benedict Matherin is from the pac 12. AJ Griffin could be in the mix. He's out of the ACC. And then you get to the, the question of Ty Ty Washington, maybe a couple of international guys, Jalen Duran was at Memphis. Ochai Abaji at Kansas is really the only other player, as I read things, that's, that's in the mix to, uh, to, be in that, to be in that lottery conversation. I mean, after that, you could argue maybe it'll be Kendall on the back end. Mm-hmm. Um, and, geez, I mean, that, that really might be, uh, that might be it. Abaji is a player that I think is a top 10 long-term prospect in this draft. And, I would think Sohan will be taken before him. Sohan's younger. He's better defensively. He is not the shooter that Abaji is. Abaji, to me, is a a natural shooting guard at the NBA level. He could be a little three and D-ish. Uh, I actually, you know, me personally, I think Abaji is going to be the better NBA player versus Sohan, which isn't to say that Sohan won't be good, but i got to put these in some sort of order. And Abaji is a national champion who got better every single year in college, is a knockdown, awesome mid-range and perimeter shooter. And I would be surprised if he fell lower than 16. But I don't think that Abaji is getting picked higher than, like, 13th at best. So Sohan projects to be higher than that, and I think he'll go first. Wow, that is great. Matt, really good information. We appreciate your time and appreciate you sharing with us. And uh, thanks for being on with us today. Guys, enjoy the draft. Thanks so much. Have a have Thank a you, bud. Day. Thanks very much. Matt Norlander, CBS Sports Interactive. You can follow his work there. Just uh, check on CBS Sports, and you'll see all his work, his mock draft going into the draft tomorrow night. 
the NBA draft in which uh, we uh, would think we might hear the name of Jeremy Sohan called uh, very early tomorrow night. That is great. Ochai Abaji uh, may be very high from the Big 12 as well. Then maybe Kendall Brown would be the next uh, off the board from the Big 12 Conference, too, from Baylor. Uh, Jeremy has received an invitation to the green room, so he is expected to be there uh, in attendance in New York. Um, uh, Sohan will be. And uh, last I heard, Kendall Brown was going to be there as well. He might not be in the green room per se, but he'll be there in the Barclays Center. So if if and when his name is called, he'll be able to uh, come down and go up on stage and receive the jersey, you know, which will be really, really cool. So a fun night ahead tomorrow night as we look ahead to the NBA draft. And again, uh, potentially a couple of Baylor guys that could be picked in uh, very early in this year's NBA draft. Thanks to Matt Norlander. Let's take a break. We'll be back with more in just a moment. We are live in Stephenville at Bruner Motors today. We appreciate the hospitality of Greg Bruner and everyone here at Bruner Motors. We'll take a break and be right back. Cody Davis, one of Stephenville's